Welcome to Becoming One Podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Sean Wilson. Hey, I'm back. I am so happy to be back. Ooh, it's been pretty busy around here. But uh, welcome to the Becoming One Podcast. Amen. So today I want to talk to you and I got a question I want to start off with to kind of get you in the mood of what we're going to talk about is what is the hope of the gospel? I think that's a very important question because we have to when we understand what the hope of the gospel is, we can also understand what God's truth is, what his promises are, where our faith should be. And what's not what's not true that we see going on. And and one of the main things that I really um, it just I don't understand is when people talk about, hey, you can lose your salvation. Now, that's not going to be the whole premise of this, but you will see in the text, you'll say, wait a minute. Why do I entertain these 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 conversations and these topics of people telling you that you can leave your salvation, you can lose your salvation? But that was never preached by any of the other apostles. And let me explain to you when I say it was never preached, it was never told. No, no one was ever told you better make sure you 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 hold on to it or you're going to lose it. And I know what's going through your mind right now. Well, wait a minute. It says it in Matthew that those that endure to the end. Look, it's not that's not talking about salvation. Every time we hear um a statement in the scriptures, we have to understand what it says in context of what they was writing. This was, these was just not things that were just thrown out there. Remember the word of God is being written to encourage us that we might believe in the Lord. So why would he write things to discourage us from trusting in him? That's the first question you got to really ask yourself. You have to ask, you have to ask yourself that when you start looking at what the hope of the gospel is, what was the, what was the promise that Jesus gave us. So what I want to do is I want to start with the book of Colossae. And I want us to look at something here. We're going to start at verse. I'm going to start reading at verse one, just because I don't want to start at verse three. Amen. So it says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God, our father. Verse three, we always thank God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven of this, you have heard before in the word of the true in the word of the truth the gospel now i'm going to stop there at verse 5 i know that's not the end of the complete f- thought but i want you to understand something before we go into verse 6 you see and you hear something that is so profound in verse 4 that as paulus is writing this says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. So the faith, their faith was rooted in Christ Jesus. And they're also, they heard of this. So everybody was proclaiming that they trusted in Jesus Christ as their Lord. But not only that, it didn't stop there. He also heard of the love that they have for all the saints. They was loving their brothers and their sisters who all placed their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord. 
Why were they placing their faith in Jesus Christ as Lord? And why were they were they loving one another? Well, it says in verse five, it says, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So they heard about the promises and the hope of the gospel. And this caused them to not only have their faith in Christ, but it also caused them to love their brothers that also had their faith in Christ because they looked at it as they were family. So they trusted in the promises of the Lord himself that we are we are children of God. We're when we're born again, we're born into a family, right? We become a, the family of God. Not only are we the body of Christ, meaning the church, but we're also brothers and sisters. Amen. This is a family family affairs, a family event. And we need to understand this. But the key thing is here. How do how do we get to this point? Because, see, love is a fruit, right? Love is a fruit, fruit of the spirit. In this love, we see it here in the text. He says they 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 loving God with all your heart, mind, soul and your strength means to put your faith and your trust in Christ. But then it also says they love their neighbors as their self. This is what Jesus told us. But we see here is evidence that they love they have love for all of the saints. So basically, the people at Colossae had a fruit of the spirit love. And how was that fruit of the spirit birth? It came by way of the hope that was laid up for them in heaven. Of this, you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. Now, verse six is where it's going to really affirm or it's going to confirm um, what I just told you. Verse six says this. It says, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. So the fruit of the spirit was birthed out of the truth of the gospel. The more we hear of the truth of the gospel, the more our faith grows, the more our love for God's people grow, the more our fruit Bears the fruit of the spirit or the bearing of fruit comes from the preaching of the gospel because the bearing of fruit is also the growth of the church, the development of the church. The, the church grows wide and it grows up growing wide. That means it increases in number growing up. It increases in maturity. And as we see this and we understand what it means to really develop and grow in the body of Christ. And if that fruit comes from the gospel, then the messages that we hear a lot today have absolutely nothing to do with the gospel. They have absolutely nothing to do with the hope that's, that's stored up in heaven because most people will preach to you today about things that are dealing with this life right here. And I want you to understand, I want you to be um, strongly and rudely uh, and, and grounded in the truth, unmovable, unshakable, not not tossed to and fro from different different versions or um, teachings of doctrines. But understand what the truth 
of the hope of the gospel is. So here we see the fruitful, the product. But I want us to look at a couple of the promises of that gospel. Just think about it right now. What do you think the hope of the gospel is? What is the hope of the gospel? Let's look at Ephesians chapter one, verse 13 through 14. It says in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Not, oh man, that is so powerful there. Let's listen to, let's think about that again. And I do apologize for repeating this, but I, I kind of don't. I want you to really hear this. In Ephesians chapter one, he's telling us, and he's reminding us of the hope of the gospel through the teaching of it, he says that this is what happened. This is a reminder of the hope of the gospel. The hope of the gospel is that those that believe in Christ, those that not only listen to the message, he said from the moment, he said in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you believe that message that was preached. When you believe that message that was preached, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And this reminds me of the, the, the situation with when we look at Cornelius, this is exactly what happened to him after listening to the message preached by Peter, all of the people that were standing there listening to the message that was preached by Peter. And guess what happened And the scripture with, with him, what it says is that when he believed the Lord poured out his Holy spirit. Now I want to show you that because I want to read that to you in the context and read what it actually says in the scripture. Don't take my word for it. Let's look at this. Now, in Acts chapter 10, verse 34, this is what it says. It says, so Peter opened his mouth and said, truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is accepted by him or acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Jerusalem, preaching good news of the peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing great and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And when we, when, and we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem, they put him to death by hanging him on a tree. But God raised him on the third day and made him to appear not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses who ate and drank with him 
after he rose from the dead and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to judge all of the living and the dead. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And then it says, while, Paul, while Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. Remember, listen, heard the word and the believers from among the circumcision who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles, for they were hearing them speak in tongues and extolling or exalting God. Then Peter declared, can anyone withhold water for baptizing these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Then they asked him to remain for some days. Now, when they heard this, they heard the message. They heard the message and they believed the word of God. They heard it and they believed and God gave them the spirit. God gave them the spirit, right? So just as I just told you in the book of, of Ephesians, in verses chapter one, verse 13 through 14, where this communicates the same thing. He says in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed with him, with the Holy Spirit. You were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit. See, when we're baptized, we're baptized in Christ. If you notice, anytime you're reading a text and it's talking about that we're in him, when we're in him, that means that we're hid, we're hid in Christ. We're in Christ. We're baptized in Christ Jesus. Much like people get baptized in water when they say submerged. When we're baptized in Christ, we're in, we're placed in him. We're placed in the body. Amen. That's that's where we are. See, when we talk about the hope of the gospel, when we talk about the hope of the message of the gospel, these are things that we need to really gravitate towards and gr and gain a greater understanding of what this hope really means and what it really is, because this is very important for us to to um, to grasp and come to a knowledge and understanding of Amen. It's, it's, it's good for us to understand and know that. And I want you to understand something. When we heard that message that Peter preached, he preached the gospel to a people that got saved. It doesn't sound like what we hear people preach today. People, for some reason, they feel like they got to go out here and tell people they're going to hell before they can tell them the good news. No, you just need to preach the good news. If they don't receive the good news, that's on them. Amen. We teach them the good news of the gospel, the message. That's what they were sent to, to teach. The only people that was being taught according to the law was those that had the law that refused to hear the truth. And receive the gospel. And then they was the law was used to point them and say, look, you can't make it under your own righteousness. You need to receive this. There's a wisdom into ministering with the gospel message. Amen. I know people here, the, the Romans wrote, how can people be saved that they didn't know what they need to be saved from? But did it sound like that? When, when, when I just read the text about the account when Cornelius got saved, that was people that just heard the good news from Paul and they received it with joy. The one thing you have to understand is that this is a spiritual thing. God is in the midst of this message. The, the, the gospel itself 
is the power of God unto salvation. This is a spiritual move. We speak the word. God is the one at work. Peter didn't even know that Cornelius was was this stuff was going on while he was talking. He was talking. God was doing a work in the heart of Cornelius and all those that heard the message. And when they believed it, guess what? He poured the spirit out while he was still saying these things. That's what it says, because Peter had no idea what was going on. We don't know what's going on in the spiritual when we just preach the gospel message. This is why we have to have trust in the message of Christ. Do you trust the message enough to preach the message alone? It's not we don't have to change any methods. We don't have to do any of that stuff. All we need to do is preach the gospel and place our faith in Jesus as ministers if we're sent out, we don't have to come up with no elaborate way to, to share the message. We just need to share the message. I don't know what where this has evolved from. Why, why, why is this a part of um, the church culture now where we feel that we have to come up with some, some um, creative way to, to teach people? Well, it's nothing wrong with using um, illustrations and things like that. I'm not speaking about that, but... If we don't have the truth, our illustrations are in vain. And most of the people that do the illustrations, they don't have the truth. They don't have the, the gospel that I read about. They don't have the gospel that says that God is the one that saves us. He keeps us. He seals us. We place our hope and our faith in him. Our hope, our hope is for something that is not here. And even it's, the, it's into the promise of our salvation. So that's what I wanted to just share with you today. Um, as we get started on this, I'm going to I'm going to talk even more about this. I'll read one other scripture to kind to um, one other scripture to just close this out in Romans 1, 16 through 17. And this is what it says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jews first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written by, by the righteous, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Let's live by faith, believers. Let's continue to to grow in our knowledge of Jesus and the gospel. I know it says it's the, the death, the burial, and resurrection. You know, I know, I know that, but there is a greater level of understanding the hope of the gospel. Do you have the hope of the gospel? If you're not fruitful, you're not being watered with the pure water of the word. That's how we grow. So God bless you. Join me again as we continue on with this hope of the gospel. Join us for the hope of the gospel part two. We'll continue to go into this. Obviously, I preached this message for almost an hour and I didn't even get all the way through the message there. So we're going to break these down into smaller segments and try to hit certain points of the scripture here. But I want you to really go back and understand, start to seek and ask God, what does it mean? What is the hope of the gospel? I tell you one of them, one of the promises is that we talked about today was that we're sealed at the point that we believe we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. We are in him. Amen. At the point of belief. And it will cover others as we continue to go. So God bless you. Have a great, and wonderful day. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember to pursue peace in a divided world. We the church must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.